Welcome to This is the Author, where authors talk about narrating their audiobooks. In this episode, meet writer and speaker Jennifer Pasteloff, meditation teacher Megan Monahan, and Dr. Ayaz Virji. These authors share messages of happiness, lightness, and hope in their audiobooks. They will inspire listeners to find each of those feelings and expressions in their own lives and to make a change within themselves and the world around them. And hear how one author couldn't decide between two dream narrators, Idris Elba and Michelle Obama. Enjoy. Hi, this is Jennifer Pastula, author of On Being Human, a memoir of waking up, living real, and listening hard. I wrote my book because I had always been a writer since I was a child, but I stopped for a really long time and felt pretty dead inside, and I wasn't creating or making art. And I started writing blogs, and they started garnering attention and an audience. And then I started writing more, and I said I wanted to write a book, but it wasn't for a long time because I was getting in my own way. Until I finally got out of my own way, then I was able to write a proposal, sell that, and then write the book. But I had to get out of my own way. The fact that I was still alive felt like something. I had been so depressed and grief-stricken, and I didn't see myself as surviving. So when I did take an honest look at my life and go, not only have I survived, but I'm thriving. I thought I should share about it. And I was already doing that in these workshops I was teaching, but I wanted something tangible people could hold in their hands, telling my story of how I not only survived, but thrived and did it with the loss that I had experienced in my life, including the hearing loss and the loss of my dad so young. And Also, because I was convinced I was stuck for so long as a waitress, I was hoping to inspire at least one person that they weren't stuck, that I made it out onto the other side, whatever that would be for them. But for me, it was I was creating again and not getting in my own way as much. If I had to describe recording my audiobook in one word, I'd cry because who asked you to come up with just one word? (laughs) But the one word would be hard. Because it was, and not just because I lost my voice a couple days before, (laughs) which, come on, Murphy's Law. But it's humbling, you know, rereading your own words and seeing where you could have changed things and also having to—it's a memoir, so just sort of sit in my story. And I mean, there's a box, and I can't go anywhere, and I have to just be with it. Yeah, and it's a very vulnerable feeling. It's hard on the the body and the voice and the emotion and the ego, you know, seeing mistakes. But I loved it. I realized I had trouble pronouncing many, many things. Conscience. I was saying conscious. Conscience. Apparently, gnocchi was one of them. My lovely director, Jessica Kay, and I sat here and played recordings of people saying gnocchi until I doubted myself that it was even a word. So I think I'll have it for dinner. (laughs) And then I all of a sudden panicked. Have I been saying that word wrong my whole life? I'm excited for listeners to hear how sexy my voice sounded since I was losing my voice or I had lost it and it was just coming back. So I just sounded really good. (laughs) 
I'm most proud about the whole book. To hear my story being told in my voice, there's something that feels really true about that for me. If I hadn't narrated the book myself on being human, I would really like Idris Elba to do it or Michelle Obama to tie. The last audiobook I listened to and I really loved was Brene Brown, Daring Greatly. My favorite place to listen to audiobooks is in the car. It's easier to focus at home. I have a kid and there's other distractions. And in the car, well, obviously I'm focusing (laughs) on driving, but there's something about a zone I can get in. Or when I take walks by uh, Pacific Ocean. I live in Los Angeles, so... Who am I kidding? Anywhere. Anywhere I can get any moments of silence and to listen to a book. It doesn't matter to me. <laughs> Hi, this is Megan Monahan, author of the book, Don't Hate, Meditate. Five easy practices to get you through the hard shit and into the good. I was so inspired to write this book as a service to my 24-year-old, very beginner meditative self. I found myself in this current time being bombarded with really superficial spirituality that was making it seem really easy to just kind of live your best life. And I desperately wanted to offer a tool to people that were seeking that in their lives and in themselves, but really didn't have a roadmap to do that. And so this book bridges how to meditate with what do you actually do with the awareness that comes with a meditation practice? Because I think there's books on both, and I haven't found very many that include all of that journey. One word to describe my experience with recording this book would be present, not to be too cliched for a meditation teacher, but present, because I don't know if I've ever experienced this level of presence, of sitting and recording this type of content and having to do it with complete presence, mind, body, and spirit. Going into this, I did not think that I would have trouble pronouncing any of my words because I wrote all of them, and yet somehow, while I was recording, I instantly forgot whether regimen was pronounced regimen or regime, and we had to look it up and have some robot dictate out that it is, in fact, regimen. And we had to listen to that a few times because apparently I don't know how to speak anymore. So if I had to pick one thing that I feel really proud of with this audiobook, I think it's that there's lightness. I think a lot of people take meditation very seriously. And as someone that quit her job and immersed into this world and now teach this full time, I hold so much reverence with this practice. But it's also not that serious. It can also be really fun. No one is meditating to become more serious. The word serious is not in the word enlightenment. And so I was really happy to write a book first and foremost that had some lightness to it, but also the audio version gave me an opportunity to really show my personality and all of the lovely layers to it, which range from, of course, very deep and esoteric and spiritual, but also to Like, it's not that serious. So we can also have fun while we talk about meditation and how to transform our lives. I'm really happy and really proud that I was able to kind of allow the listener into all of those layers of myself. If I wasn't able to record this, my dream narrator 
I think the answer to everything is always Oprah, isn't it? Isn't that always the right answer? I would love to have Oprah read this, mostly because she does have a deep connection to spirit and these teachings. So I would trust her to deliver this with the kind of depth and understanding and embodiment, most importantly, of these concepts if I couldn't do it. So I love listening to audiobooks as someone who's in the car in L.A. in traffic a lot. I love feeling like I'm not wasting my time while I'm driving. And the last audiobook that comes to mind, and I've definitely listened to a few since then, but one that I desperately enjoyed listening to was Elizabeth Gilbert's book, Big Magic, because she's such a great storyteller and because there's such potency with her words and her voice adds to that. My favorite place to listen to audiobooks is in the car or while I'm cooking. I'm a big multitasker, which probably isn't very meditative, but I enjoy feeling like when I'm doing something that is taking a lot of time that there's also something else that I'm kind of milking from that moment. So cars or sometimes cooking. Hi, this is Ayes Virji, author of Love Thy Neighbor. I wrote the book because I wanted to get the message out to a greater audience. I was really surprised to see the initial response and how much traction we got with our audience and then the number of invitations we got to do our lecture. Mandy and I both felt like this was such a powerful message and people were actually responding that we decided that we would continue it and then I decided it was worthwhile putting the effort in in writing the book. And the book, of course, is not a one-person job. I'd have to give credit to all those involved, including Penguin Random House for believing in the book and encouraging us to move forward. Alan Eisenstock, of course, my co-author, is fantastic, and everyone involved in the process. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, what would that be? I would say that the idea of recording this audiobook was scary. When I first thought of it, it was just, really, how am I going to do this? And then I started reading it aloud, and I made so many mistakes. And, you know, it's very different giving the lecture where half of it is just off the cuff versus kind of reading a manuscript. But I give all credit to our director, Scott, and also to the sound manager, Andre. They really made me feel comfortable. They made it feel easy for me. And the studio itself was amazing. I realized that I had trouble pronouncing a number of the words. One that stands out is beatific. I thought it was beautific, but I was wrong. I think the point I'm proudest of on the recording is actually doing it on time. I never finish the lectures on time. We're usually kicked out of the auditorium or somebody's telling me you got to cut it short or something, but I actually did this on the time that was allotted. If I wasn't going to record my audiobook... I think I would cast Robert De Niro. He's got a great voice and an excellent actor. I guess that's the first thing that comes to my mind. The last audiobook I listened to that I loved was The Book of Joy by the Dalai Lama and Desmond Tutu. My wife and I actually listened to this together. It was so inspiring. I mean, it was all about building bridges, different faiths coming together on a solid foundation of virtue, of love, of morality. It just reminded me of of something that I would want to do, of something that I would want to 
aspire to with others who weren't of my same background. So my favorite place to listen to audiobooks is in the car. It's just great filling of empty space and it's quiet unless the kids are there of course then it's a different story but that's probably the most common place we listen to audiobooks right now my wife and i are listening to becoming from michelle obama and it is really a fabulous book this is the author is a production of penguin random house audio thank you for listening For more behind-the-mic content and audiobook recommendations, visit www.penguinrandomhouseaudio.com backslash next listen.